Hey guys, welcome to Who Cares? I'm Patrick. And I'm Ross. And this is our podcast about marriage and life and love and sex and all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, like literally anything we care about or things we passionately don't care about. Yeah, and people we care about, topics we care about, things we love, things we hate. Uh, and yeah, this episode we're recording in our car because we're on a trip and we just need to get this done. We just have to get it done, all right? <laughs> Usually our episodes sound much better than this, uh, but we hope you like it and hang with us. And if you don't like this one, we have so many other episodes about very spicy topics like STIs and open marriages Ooh. and really cool interviews with people who specialize in uh, breath work. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've interviewed people. And also don't set them up to say that they're not gonna like this episode you're gonna love it okay yeah you're gonna love it just listen just listen again and then listen to all the other ones and then also rate review subscribe please 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 and also follow us on our podcast i mean our instagram who dot cares that podcast again bye or no not bye stay tuned <laughs> thanks for checking it out who cares about Ross and Patrick? I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? Who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> there numbers there's wrong? numbers and there's bouncy levels. Wow. Hey, guys, we have numbers and bouncy levels. We are going to start this podcast. Are you ready? Welcome to the show, everybody. Do, 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 do. Um, oh, good Mario callback. little callback to Nintendo. Did you play Nintendo as a kid? You know I did, hon. You and Dave? Did you know that? You knew that. I can't really remember because I feel like I'm a little bit older than you, so... You're one year older than me. Yeah, but I don't know if, like, <laughs> does that make you a zenial and I'm a millennial? No, no, neither of us are millennials. Yes, we are. We're the oldest. We're, we're the, the oldest of the millennials. We're the elder millennials. Yeah. Elder millennials. No, I think that is like a term that some people call people as elder millennials. Really? <laughs> yes. Geriatric millennials. We're geriatric millennials. I'm going to have a geriatric pregnancy. No, I'm not pregnant. Everybody calm down. But we do have a big day tomorrow. We're going to a preconception doctor's appointment. Oh, my yeah. That's where you go in there and they take one of those big cartoon magnifying glasses and they just inspect your genitals. Yeah, and it's usually done by, um, like, a cartoon wolf and his eyes, like, bug out and his tongue rolls out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ahooga! <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, this is really unconventional. <laughs> For me, it's going to be Yosemite Sam. He's going to be saying, I say, I say. <laughs> This penis looks like it's gonna work good. They're not checking your penis at yeah, my no, preconception it's both, appointment. It's both with a we magnifying glass. We both just flop our genitals on the table. Looks good. They sniff at it with a fucking They unfurl with a cadaver dog. Our genitals unfurl and flop on the table. Yeah. They're very big. We've got extra large labia, both of us. We're hoping that'll work in our favor and not against us. Yeah. Um well, welcome to the show, everybody. Hi. It's been a while. Wow. We're Thanks doing, for your patience. We're doing another uh, roadside assistance gig. Yes. This episode is brought to you by AAA, mm -hmm. uh, who we don't even subscribe to. And we're not broken down, so don't 
don't be scared. Yeah, we're driving. We're on Route 17 in New Jersey, everybody. Yeah, we're doing another road gig uh, because we both are very busy and have odd hours and this is what made sense for us today. Yeah, and uh, you know, we're letting go of perfectionism. We. I, you know, I, I don't want to harp on this. It's not the end of the world, but we did miss last week. And, uh, and it's my fault, let's and be it, honest. No, it's, no, I, it's, I no. could have, I could have firmly pushed. Did you to, hear that voice increase, everybody? No, that's not your fault. I wouldn't say it's your fault. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I don't think so. <laughs> Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, it's, uh, no, everything's fine. It's really okay. <laughs> um, no, we went camping. I don't know. How do we approach this episode? We It's a catch-up. We've done a catch-up before. We're doing a catch-up again. It's not yeah, a big we're deal. we're catching up. We are recording this on Sunday, September 8th. This will be out Monday, September 9th. So this is as fresh as it gets, baby. That's right. This is like Dunkin' Donuts. We're making the donuts. We're driving the car. We're listening to other podcasts. We're doing a lot of multitasking. So if we finish this without dying a horrible death on Don't Route 17 stop. in Bergen County, New Jersey, it'll be a miracle. Come on. Come on. Nah, I'm just kidding. We're not going to crash the car. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we missed last week. I'm sure everyone was devastated, aka no one. Yeah. And uh, we were on a Labor Day, um, like sober retreat. It's run by a 12-step group. Uh, should we name it? Should we call out the name of the camp? Yeah, like of the group that sponsors it. Oh, I don't know. I Maybe not, I right? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Sorry. a secret. Um, it's a secret society, but if you're it's interested... It's a satanic cult camp weekend. If you're we interested and would like to know more because you're somebody who is thinking about quitting drinking, hit us up yeah, on the social means, okay? There is fun activities to be had in sobriety, and we went camping uh, for, for the first time together in like two summers... Yes. But you've been on a camping hot streak because you went camping the weekend before that. Yes. With your boyfriend. I did. I did. Uh, I did. I'm doing lovers weekends out in the sticks. Wow. Wow. Wait. Are you <laughs> sticks and dicks? That's what I'm doing. Equal equal status as lovers. Or do you mean you had a lover weekend and then a husband weekend? I'm talking. I'm just saying like. Don't read too much into it. He wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just doing that bit from SNL where the guy's uh, sharing gossip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Bobby, but you didn't hear from me. Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. Oh, love him. But anyway, yeah, so we went on this camping trip, and it was very, very fun, but it was very exhausting. So by the time oh. Sunday came around, and it's like... And, you know, it was Labor Day, it was Monday, so we were driving back on Monday. It was a whole thing. A lot of a logistics. Thing. We're trying to make this podcast work, but you got to figure out the systems. And I, in all honesty, wanted to skip last weekend. I felt like I needed a break. We've worked really hard to stay consistent. You, in particular, have worked very hard to stay consistent. And... I know plenty of other successful podcasts that we listen to that occasionally miss a week when they send out a little message and it's whatever, right? Yeah. And I was like, let's like just let it go. 
let's be Let present on our weekend. And I was grateful that you agreed to do that. So thank you, hon. And thank you, listeners, for um, not giving a shit that we skipped yeah. a week. <laughs> and welcome back. And let this be a lesson that things can be imperfect. You can have a 51 podcast year. It doesn't have to be a 52 podcast year. Well, and you're really obsessed with streaks these days, right? Yeah, because I, as an approach to my solving my alcoholism, I used a abstinence-based 12-step program. Oh, you did? I did. I don't know oh. if you knew that about me. Oh. And that, the, the one of the cornerstones of doing that is just for today. Just deal with it today. One day at a time. You know? Uh-huh. And that really works for me. And that works for me with writing now. I try to just but then find... That, that feels like the opposite of what we're talking about here, though. You're, like, trying to collect all the well, days well, as opposed to just living one day at a time. Yeah, but I, I'm also trying to do it for today so that if I don't do it today... Like, the moment I um, <laughs> fall off the wagon with something, uh-huh. it usually leads to, to two or more days of not doing that thing. Uh, so the streak mentality comes from that. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm glad we're recording. And I'm, we, we actually recorded an interview yesterday with somebody that yeah, we, we will... Yeah, we fucking double, double banged. Yeah, but but there's a high... Like, if for some reason we were like, ah, I'm too busy this weekend too. Like, what's... Who cares if it's two weeks in a row? No, we, we don't want to get in the habit. And I don't want to get in the habit. But that's where I go. It becomes easy for me to just start thinking like that. Yes, so I know. That's, that's where my streak obsession comes from. Whereas for me, I need the breathing room. Like, I need to be able to say, we're going to do this, like, once. Yeah. Like, like, now let's get back on the horse. Because my perfectionism can really eat away at me. Yeah, me too. But we're going to... Um, I think the solution is to just always have... Between one and five available evergreen episodes in so our back pocket. So are we having pocket. a business meeting now? Yeah, we're having a business meeting. <laughs> Nobody cares Welcome. a shit about this. We're call- I'm calling this meeting to order. Oh my god, alright, we're moving on. No, actually, just a call to arms here for a second. If you guys have <laughs> topics that you want us to talk about, tweet at us. We're not even on Twitter, but like, let us you know. You should handle our Twitter account, because I don't do Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I don't I don't really do Twitter either. But maybe there are topics that people would want us to dive into that could be standalone, evergreen, timeless, non-topical episodes. DM us at our who.cares.podcast Instagram or at our individual Instagrams, Ross Aaron Styles or The Whole Bear Report. Okay? Yeah. All right. You know where to find us now. Let's just, like, give the people the tea. Have a have a show? Yeah, have a fucking episode, not a goddamn business meeting slash therapy session. Yeah. Again? All right. Hun, we're rolling. I wasn't trying to have a business meeting. <laughs> I didn't, I really don't mind. We're rolling, rolling. The levels are good. Uh, okay. So we went away to this thing last weekend, which I've actually been dying to talk about. Yeah? On air. Yeah. <laughs> which maybe is why it's good not to mention any names, but... I had a perfectly lovely time. Yeah. Like, if anybody asked me, I was having a nice time. I was in a tent with my hun. I'm sleeping on an air mattress that was very comfortable. I slept great. Yeah. Um, 
I love the woods. Like the past few years, I've really like come to enjoy my time in nature. Like I like not showering. I like not caring about what I fucking look like as much. Yeah. I like being in nature. I'm not even really that freaked out about bugs anymore, which was like a pretty old childhood thing that I held on to for a very long time. Cause like I'm a beach person. Yeah. You know, I grew up near the beach. That's like what we did growing up. We never, we always went to cities for vacations. Like we were not an outdoors family. Yeah. But I really love it. And, uh, you know, there was a constant bonfire going on. I yeah. sat by the bonfire, read my book. Yeah. Went for dips in the lake. It was great. Yeah. And just for some, a little bit of context, yes. I'll, I'll just paint a picture. It was 250 <laughs> people from the mostly New York City 12-step scene. <laughs> Uh, this trip has been going on for almost 20 years, I believe. It's like a yearly, every Labor Day weekend thing that happens. Uh, I've been wanting to go for like 10 years, yes. and I never have gone, because I love big group activities. Uh, I love, uh, you know, like even there's a bus that takes people there. I would have enjoyed the bus oh, experience. Sweet Jesus. Because I, <laughs> I, like, I like those sort of throwback to... Um, college slash high school middle school whatever like uh group activities where you're kind of forced to get to know people rapidly um <laughs> and so uh so yeah the, the, it's a four i think it's four night friday night saturday no, night three nights. three nights friday saturday sunday monday and then those three nights connecting those days um and, uh, yeah, we finally, it worked for both of our calendars to, to go on this thing. Uh, many of our f close friends have gone. Not many, but a couple. Uh, I think, well, a couple of our close friends and yes. then many people many we know. Many acquaintances, yes. So, I guess Whereas I... Whereas I have been <clears throat> fucking digging my heels in for literally years, being like, I don't ever want to go on this fucking trip. Like, yeah. It sounds like weird nerd fantasy camp. Like, I also like I do just have a baseline level of social anxiety that I don't know you like you don't experience in the same way as I do. Right. And so like 250 people at a camp, like no. And there's like meetings throughout the day. Big there's group meals. You have to wait in long lines. Like workshops. There's <clears throat> spiritual hikes. Which actually the meeting and the workshops like those are all like small broken down groups that I actually don't mind but it's like the huge meeting the huge meals like people know that you're new and it's your first time here and and again perfectly lovely time lovely yeah <laughs> but it's just not my scene you know like would I go again I don't know like I guess if you really wanted me to go with you I, I would be a good wife and go yeah. But I'm not, I'm not like, that isn't for me where like big connection and healing is happening. Right, right. Um, but I'm glad that it's there for many other people. Yeah. But we did get to do some like observing of like group mentality and sort of, you know, there's a running joke. And by the way, I, I don't know if I'm cutting you off. I don't know if you have talking points 
you're you're on your way to right now. I mean, we're both on our way to nowhere, so <laughs> just are, keep going. Uh, to update you, we are on Route 87 now, the New York State Thruway, and we are <laughs> on our way to nowhere. <laughs> Shit, I almost changed lanes into a car. I'm gonna Hun, focus here. Focus, please. Um, Oh, well, like I, as, well, I, I, I just want to say the running joke of like any 12 step program is that it's a cult. Yes. Uh, it's like, oh, you're in that cult. I can't, you know, and, I, and people genuinely think it is a cult. Like, I think yeah. there are a lot of people that think it's super religious, that it's very culty. And yeah. I, you know, there are those people that make it feel that way. And I just fucking like run screaming from them at all yeah. costs. Yeah. And I like to make fun of them and make yeah, fun of them. We did that. have fun with a lot of like people watching. Yeah, and so we did kind of observe those dynamics come into play because uh, one of the interesting things was like like people, because this trip does change people's lives like it, it has a very powerful impact on some people, especially if you know, if I experienced it in my first or second year of sobriety it probably would have come at the right at sure. the perfect time where yeah. it would have been like oh my god, I can have like a full fun hilarious great time like with amazing people and not pick up a drink like that's amazing you think it's okay that i'm this far away from the mic yeah i'm sure it's fine you you tend to project (laughs) um so when we you know you're 10 years sober i'm 11 years sober like there was like I think a lot of people were very excited for on for us, you know, like genuinely like that's so great, you're going, you're gonna love it, whatever. But then we kind of encountered that people really uh, expected you to have some kind of profound experience. Yes, there's a lot uh, of fairly explicit pressure yeah. to to have a life changing experience. And I'm also like, I feel like a lot of people that are saying that to me are people that know me, but they don't know me that well, you know? Yeah. And I don't respond well to like people just assuming that something magical is going to happen for me. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and you know, also it was... I can't really think of that. No women are popping into my head right now that like got in my face being like, you're going to love it. Like yeah. it was pretty much only straight dudes yeah. <laughs> that were like, oh my God, it's amazing. You're going to love it. And I'm like, am I though? Yeah. Like, is it like, I'm, I'm great. You loved it. I, w- like, I wonder what that is. Do you think it's because it's like a safe space? It's like, it does feel like Boy Scout sleepaway camp. So it's like a, place where straight men feel empowered to some degree and then they have these like emotionally intimate encounters and moments with others yeah so it is it is profound for them that's probably true i think there is something to that of like generally sweeping generals speaking right now but like as women we are like encouraged and like socially trained to like be more emotive and vulnerable Right? So it's like, I'm having life-changing, quote-unquote, life-changing, profound emotional experiences, like, fairly often. Yeah. With people that I choose to have those with, and, like, very, uh, 
uh, organic ways, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, men are not encouraged to do that, right? So here's this safe space for them to, like, go and have, like, get in touch with your fucking feelings masculinity camp. Yeah. Right? There's a bit of that. Yes. Start some fires, chop some yeah, wood, pitch, yeah. pitch a tent, pour your heart out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, this is a safe place to do that. Actually, that makes me in, more endeared to it, to be quite honest. Yeah. Thinking about it in that way where I'm just like, yeah, why were all these men telling me they had such a great time? It's like, oh yeah, because you're not like, you don't just have social permission to like do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hashtag, I... this camp was so straight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I was fascinated by the language around anxiety and Mm. people feeling uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. um, and people voicing, like, how difficult it was for them to feel comfortable there, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is true for many people, but I, I don't know, I, I kind of caught myself having, like, some old man judgments in my head Uh where it's like... Ah, come on, pick yourself up by your bootstraps, say hello to somebody, relax, get out of your comfort zone, you'll be fine, you know? Uh, But, like, it was, like, a few, not a few, but probably a couple dozen times that I would hear somebody make a remark about how uncomfortable it was to be there, or or at first, and then now they're breaking through it, and it's just a lot of, like... Medit like not actual meditating, but a lot of meditations on anxiety and awkwardness. Yeah, and but um, not in like a constructive way. Right, and that yeah, I guess that's that's what felt missing to me. It's like yeah, like life is awkward, and but like <laughs> yeah. like it's so survivable if you just kind of sit in it and like bring something to the table, and then someone else will, and even if it doesn't become comfortable, it's like. Awkwardness is not a problem, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I don't know. Either way, I guess it, 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 it's a good thing that people are processing whatever they're feeling. I think it's good to talk about that and say that, like... But it's all about, like, keeping it in the eye. Like, the first time I came here, it was really hard for me. Instead of, like... Like, some people just leave. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, people were getting up at meetings and being like, you don't know, like this is amazing that you're here because some people just like can't handle it and they leave because it's scary here. And it's like, well, that is not helpful. Yeah. Like just talk about if it was scary for you. Like, yeah. Cause if I was new, I'd be like, well, wait, I'm not scared. Should I be scared? Why aren't I scared? How come this isn't like more, how come I'm not having some kind of like mind blowing experience? What's or like, Oh, I can leave. Where's the bus? Like people left. How'd they get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what I would have done. Yeah. I'm like, there's a fucking escape route out of this joint. I'll be right there. Yeah. Uh, and there's kind of an interesting dynamic between people who have been there a bunch of times and people who haven't. And um, it's just, it, it, I mean, and by the way, like, I'm no fucking guru. Like, I always slip into well, how can I meet the most people? How can I, like, get to know people? How do I share who I am, who I am with other people? I mean, it's definitely way more chilled out than it used to be. But, like, I I go to that place of, like, wanting to, to just feel accepted by a lot of people mm. and feel validated by people I don't know and all that stuff. Um, 
because I mean I, that's where kind of I guess we could get into the difference of like extroversion and introversion like I think we struck a good balance as a couple of like kind of isolating sometimes mm-hmm. uh, but then other times going our separate ways or you know um, like we slept away from we had our tent and there was like a tent area but we got the inside scoop that there's like a quiet kind of wooded area that you can go sleep in if you want more privacy and we did that which I'm so glad we did because it was like when it was bedtime we really were removed from like the scene yeah know? that was so perfect really that we were able to camp back there um in a in the middle of a ropes course yeah <laughs> we were by some sort of tire element yeah <laughs> um and you know we're just like nitpicking for content right but yeah um we did have a great time but i was definitely like people that are not in 12-step programs, like, people at work, uh, you know, asked me how my weekend was, and I was like, it was great, but I will say that, like, if you, like, the people that are skeptical of 12-step programs because they think it's a cult, if they got brought to this camp, (laughs) they would 100% be like, well, everything I thought is true. Yeah, yeah. Because it's very, like, groupthink, and, like, you know, there, there is some preachiness you know especially to people that are sensitive to that sort of energy you know and uh it was you know there's this there'll be this tendency for people to like look you deep in your eyes and be like are you having a great time (laughs) like with those fucking crazy eyes even somebody who i connected with greatly we had a really nice conversation and we had a lot in common but before we even before we had that like deep conversation uh I had shared in a meeting kind of, you know, speaking up for the curmudgeons of the group, being like, you don't have to be, like, obsessed with this experience to have a good time, and, like, I'm having a perfectly nice time. Yeah. (laughs) But this girl who I got along with, she was like, are you having any fun at all? I was like, yes! I was like, I said that I was! Like, in that share, nothing I said was like, this is horrible. I was just saying that it's like, it doesn't have to be a hundred it can be like 50 and that can still be an enjoyable experience for somebody and like I'm somebody that if you put more pressure on me to have a good time it's not it's gonna be the opposite effect of what you want you know you're gonna get the claws (laughs) yeah I'm rat in a cage I'm being backed in the corner I'm hissing at you do not back me into the corner of this (laughs) cage of fun okay (laughs) but fun according to who yeah Um, you know, and at like one point, I actually did have a somewhat profound experience, but that was going to, um, there was a queer 12-step meeting. So like these 12-step meetings, there can be all sorts of like sub-genres within the, within the same thing, right? And so I went to a queer meeting and so it was like all the queer people that were at this camp and all of us kind of sharing about identity and how it felt to be in this space and it really really helped me feel a part of something else yeah like I found my people we all were sort of having similar feelings we were able to speak the same language and um I like said some things that I've like never said in a meeting before so I mean that's about as profound as you can get I think 
Yeah, like, I don't... I, I've never shared about being in an open marriage in a 12-step environment because it's just kind of not appropriate and I'm always uh, a little scared of uh, coming off as a creep. I think, I think yeah. some people do associate, like, this kind of a life as kind of creepy. Well, and I think that's fair in a mixed meeting and people know you as, like, a straight married guy. Yeah. And uh, I've certainly never talked about my kinks in a, in a meeting, because there's really no reason to do that. Um, but you shared in your queer meeting that you told me, I, I wasn't yeah. eavesdropping, that you shared a little bit about that. And then I performed in the talent show, and I, I performed jokes about the cross-dressing and the kink stuff. And uh, that did actually feel magical, because... Uh, the set went well and I got big laughs so yeah. thankfully I, I felt um, you know welcomed to have those thoughts and ideas yeah. and that people found them funny uh, and then like to hear people like be very kind to me afterward about it and um, you know like I actually just bumped into somebody from there that was there on the train uh, the other day and uh, she was like saying how much she appreciated my honesty and she had just brought the house down with this like burlesque act oh, she cool. did uh, and it was really cool to get such nice feedback from her and so that was like I think there was like it sounds like we both had like magical experiences also so yeah we I guess I don't want to I hope we're not hating like we're not haters no, uh, we're, we're not just, haters we're just we're critics and like, we're informed critics. I am a proud skeptic, okay? Like, I'm skeptical. I've always been skeptical. I think it's, like, my bullshit detector. And that's just... That's how I come into things. Yeah. You know? That's what keeps me out of cults. Okay? Yeah. Because yeah. you would join. You're like, oh, I like that robe. <laughs> yes. But then I'm like, who's this fucking dude telling us what to do? Uh-uh-uh. And you're like, wait... The robe's cute, and we get to all fuck each other. Of it. <laughs> well, that's why my plan for a commune is a matriarchy of three women that all keep each other in check, so that nothing can be out of balance. Oh, it's like the three branches of government. Yes, and like you'd have executive realness, <laughs> legislative realness. <laughs> I don't know what the third one is. Executive, legislative. Uh. Shit. Fuck. Man, I'm really... We dumb! Uh, I wanted to shout out a couple other, like, fun, magical things that yes, happened. Yes, now that we like, finished our skeptic portion. There were all these, like, synchronicities. Like, a week before I went on this trip, I did a day of background acting. I'm using air quotes when I say acting. Uh, I was basically an extra on this HBO show. I spent, like, 14 hours with this kid. We were, like chatting the whole time uh it never came up that he was in recovery um recovery never came up I just didn't disclose that part of my life to him we were just kind of like joking around all day and then we show up and within like literally five minutes of being at the camp I bump into that kid and it turns out we're both in recovery uh and that was like really fun like I was the, he was he's such a goofball that I was on our drive out there I was literally gonna like tell you about this guy and how weird he was 
Uh, and then I bumped into him. There, and then there he was. And then another one was, uh, we were on a hike, you and I, and uh, this woman said, Oh yeah! I just realized why you two are so familiar, I work at the roller rink where you broke your arm. <laughs> and we connected. I don't know if that's like disclosing or messing with no, somebody's anonymity, but... I would have, they would have to dig very deep. Yeah, you'd have to be a real detective. And also, I don't even know if she knew I broke it. She was just like, oh, I was there when you hurt your arm. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And she was just like, how are you? I'm like, well, it was a real hero's journey, let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, yeah, because she looked so familiar to me, too. And I was like, yeah, I've never <laughs> seen, like, where would I have seen this person? Synchronicities, man. Synchronicities. I believe in that shit. I love coincidences and synchronicities. It's all very exciting. There's a rhythm to the universe, and there are patterns. But just being, being outside really is spiritual for me. And and like as New Yorkers, we're around people constantly. So I think that's part of it too. With like. I don't, I didn't want to be like a busybody involved in something constantly because I'm like out in the fucking woods. Like that's my life regularly. So I know there's 250 people here, but like I'm trying to chill. Yeah. Like that's why I'm here, (laughs) you know, to breathe in some fucking fresh air and take showers by just wiping my body with baby wipes. Okay. So get off my back. Well, the lake also showered. (laughs) Oh yes. Yes. That's true. We were very stinky when we got home. <laughs> yeah. And you still didn't shower that I know. Night. I didn't shower until the next morning because I got so tired. <laughs> you just collapsed. Uh, we also had a fun little uh, uh, side trip to Walmart. Oh, my God. In fun s- is definitely in quotes. In Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Holy it was shit. It was a Walmart superstore. I've never been inside a Walmart this big. And, man, you really started melting down. <laughs> I hated it so much. It was, it felt traumatizing, honestly. It was kind of, uh, it was kind of like, I I wish we could have attached wires and heart monitors (laughs) to you. But you didn't feel that way at all. You were just like, business as usual. No, I was definitely taken aback by like the general vibe there and it was overwhelming, but like I... You went to airplane mode. Yeah, I don't, like, react the way you do. (laughs) Well, thank God. If both of us reacted that way, we'd really be in trouble. (laughs) Somebody has to man the fort, and by that I mean our emotions. Yeah. Yeah, we had to stop at Walmart to get some lawn chairs. And we're like, oh, let's just, like, pick up a couple other things. But it's, like, this massive store, and you cannot find anyone who works there. Like, it really takes, like, several yards yeah. to find anyone and it was just like and I think we hadn't we needed to eat too like that's always yeah. my problem is that like I really need to eat before I go do anything yeah <laughs> it's my problem uh, and it was a real cross section of America uh, and by that and it wasn't a cross it was a slice it was a specific slice there's basically a parking lot full of pickup trucks one of them had a a license plate, not a vanity legal license plate, but the front license plate just said Jesus on it in uh, big gold letters on a black background. Oh, Jesus Christ. <coughs> uh, 
yeah, it was just all too much. And then I was like, oh, we need to get seltzer. And that was like really what sent me over the edge was like, I could not find fucking seltzer in this goddamn superstore. Like, you mean you got to the, because I wasn't with you during this, you got to the soda you aisle? You should have, oh my god, if you had seen me during this point, I was power walking like a lunatic. Just hoofing it. Hoofing it, and like bobbing and weaving and looking at the signs, and I was like, bop, 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 like, moving faster than literally anybody Were you there. Were you huffing and puffing? Yeah, probably. You were hoofing it, you were hoofing, huffing, and puffing. <laughs> yes. Huffing and puffing and hoofing. Well, so I'm like, okay, surely club soda will be in the soda aisle. No, no, there, it's nowhere to be found. Which I'm like, is it just they haven't restocked it? Like I just couldn't find it. Then I go to what? The flavored water aisle. Okay. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. It's just water, or it's it's juice or juice or water <laughs> or soda. Okay. So I go to the flavored water aisle thinking, okay, maybe it's here. No, it's just a bunch of like crystal light type bullshit, like filling the aisles, making people think that they're fucking drinking water, but they're not. They're drinking chemicals and smoking jewels and they're gonna die, hun. <laughs> so then after I'm like fucking losing my shit going through these aisles by myself, there's uh, like, you know, on the ends of the aisles where they have like a sail or something. The end cap. Is that what they call it? Yeah, it's an end cap. Okay, so at the end cap, there's like the sad remains of a polar seltzer sale. Uh, and there was just like a couple cases. And I was like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> it's like a rabbit case. And then I start bobbing and weaving and just, just plain seltzer, you know, which is fine. Like we don't need the natural flavors, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, flavored water, if you will. Uh, and then I just start bobbing and weaving through the different like clothing departments to get back to you in line, in which you had already paid, and then I was just like, well, what the fuck am I doing here? Why was I hustling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, I definitely saw it on your face that you did not like that I had already checked out. <laughs> Emotionally or physically, I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, Patrick's checking his phone right now while driving and recording. Uh, I might want a coffee before we meet up. Yeah, we're like gonna, an on the road. Coffee. So, so we are uh, we're meeting up with my family. My niece Elwyn is in New York State. Woo! Mother and father, our best friends, our favorite people on the planet. So we're all gonna meet up, and uh, we were gonna go apple picking, but here's the update. Oh gosh. Uh, we missed apple picking, so we're gonna grab some coffee, and then we'll drive over to where they are. But I'm gonna take you on a little tour of uh, Gardner to see where we're gonna be visiting in two weeks. Oh. Uh, Cause that's sort of the neck of the woods we're in at the moment. A lot uh, of upstate adventures these days. Yeah, a lot of upstate, a lot of upstate. Oh, but when you came back to the aisle, I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna scream at me for not waiting to <laughs> check out. Scream at you? I was just like, I was like, oh God, here comes it, here comes it, and then and then you checked out. And then we got out of there and everything was fine. Well, I, I stress a, a, I stress a, a king sized, <laughs> a, a king sized mounds. See, uh, candy that's bar. what you do. You're like, I'm shutting down and I'm gonna slam this candy bar. I'm like an emotional tornado, like yeah. through bobbing and weaving through the store. But then as we walked out of Walmart, I was just like, 
saying out loud, but you're like, I'm like, I fucking hate this place. I was like, this is a nightmare here. I'm like, people come here to hang out? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, could you imagine? Like, that, it truly was as stressful to me as, like, Times Square. Like, yeah. that's what it felt like, where it's just, like, packed with people, aimless, like, oh, consuming all sorts of unhealthy things that they... And we were probably, questioning. this was like a Saturday, like early afternoon. Yeah, so we were there was, during peak hours. It was probably, probably, probably like the back to school rush. Yeah, that's true too. Oh man, I'm stressed out thinking about <laughs> it right now. Well, let's talk about less stressful things okay. like uh, condo building politics. Oh my God, Should, what are you trying to do to me right would now? Would this make sense to even talk about? It's kind of funny. I don't know if it would make any sense. I don't. Well, whatever. We'll glaze over it. Let's not get too lost. Yeah. But we've been tracking. We so our terrible. Tent, it, Brian just texted me. Tent gate 2019. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess it's pertinent because it spills over from our weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So in the terrible building that we live in, and it's not terrible, but it's like because people own. There's like a next level of entitlement to the building, whereas like. So many of our friends live in, a, in apartments where, like, their landlords just, like, don't give a fuck, right? And they're, like, begging for them to fix, like, mild things. But here in our building where people own property, people are really up in arms about things like rooftop furniture being moved oh, and not goodness. put back. Yeah. And they communicate this to you via this faux, like, Facebook page. Yeah. It's like a Facebook type of website where uh, Base camp. <laughs> it, you can com you can communicate with your neighbors, um, and you get lots of petty emails all the time about like, hey, there's like cigarette butts on my terrace. Like, could you please not smoke above my terrace? And if you do, use the ashtrays. Like stuff like that, which is annoying. And then there's legitimate things like, hey, somebody's water is like leaking into my apartment. Uh, I mean, even the cigarette thing is fair. It's just about how people fucking write yeah, on this goddamn yeah. thing. The communication style is totally bizarre. It's so aggressive and, like, well, I guess it's, like, passive-aggressive bordering on aggressive. Yeah. Most of the time. And a little snarky sometimes. Yeah, very but, snarky. But not funny enough. No. Uh, it's There's just no like, lightheartedness going on. Yeah, it's just, like, some cheese balls and some nerds and then some just... Meanies. And entitled, like, there's just, it's like permeating with entitlement. Yeah. So we come back from camping. The last night, the last morning, we got poured on. It was pouring rain. It was like a full day, like half of Sunday and half of Monday. Yeah. So we had to uh, ball our tent up and put it in a heavy plastic bag uh, because it was just soaking wet. A couple of our blankets were soaking wet, like saturated. So my project Tuesday morning was to like unpack everything and dry it out. So I went up to the roof, I laid everything out, I used clamps, like these spring clamps. I had a whole system, I was very proud of it. I, <laughs> I got my work done. As you do. Yeah, I got the tent dried out, the blankets dried out and laundered, uh, the air mattress dried out, and then repacked up within probably two or three hours. But I had to go up and down from the roof several times, and one time I went up there, there was another guy unfurling all these tents. From he, the same trip. He was on the same trip. And does he, not live in our building. 
does not live in our building. He's a guest of another friend of ours who does live in the building, and they volunteered to help dry out the tents of some other people. So he's up there, and I say to him, I'm like, you should weigh down your tents, because they might blow away. I said, there's a bunch of bar stools over on the other side of the roof. Use those, maybe. So he did, and then I guess, this is where I don't know what happens, because I tidied my stuff up. My he job was done. Things are ship-shaped and squared away. <laughs> and then the emails start coming, like three days later, people are freaking out that there are bar stools all over the roof, a plant was moved, furniture's not moved back. How could people be so disrespectful to our roof? It's depressing that no one cares about the roof or the plants on the roof. How could they serve it? <laughs> You're horrible people. Meanwhile, how do you call yourself neighbors? Like the plants were not like fucked with. They were just literally moved. Yeah. Like the planters were moved. They yeah. like the plants were fine. They were living. They were intact. Like none of the furniture was broken. Literally, just moved. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so these emails are flying around. There's a there's a hysteric, what's the word? Hysteria. There's a hysteria to them. Well, in this there's one a tone. There's one guy who's very upset. He takes care of the plants on the roof, which is why he's like taking personal offense to and like he, everything. And he, and he did a great job with the roof. The roof, our roof is beautiful. If you guys ever want to come over and have a party and move furniture all over the fucking place, <laughs> you should. It'll be a great time. Uh, but, but he like came out the gate just calling everyone assholes that was involved. Yeah. And he wanted to see, he wanted the receipts, he wanted the tapes. He was yeah. like, roll the tape! Oh, yeah. He's he's proposing that we install surveillance cameras on the well, roof. Well, Dennis, oops. <laughs> A person who also was involved suggested surveillance tapes. Oh, right. But he, this guy that was like really losing his shit so that he wanted to look at the video to see who was going up and down in the elevator at that time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you want to just fucking scroll through footage to like crack this case? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to not go to work for a few days oh and God. get to the bottom of this. I'm going to CSI what? Bushwick. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, I finally emailed last night. I responded. I told my part of the story. I didn't throw anybody under the bus. I just said, this this is what I did. I recommended this other person do this thing. Uh, they didn't move things back. I didn't think I would have to tell anybody to do that. Which, you know, to be honest, I do have a resentment toward that guy. Sure, it's like, of course. Why, why wouldn't you move things back? Uh, but it's only a small resentment. We all get busy. Things don't go the yeah, way we want them to. and it was shitty weather all week, and, you know, you're trying to manage a job and, like, a life, and then your fucking equipment from a weekend gets drenched, and you're like, oh, I gotta deal with this. It's like, we're fucking all doing the best we can here. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Like, nobody is, like, trying... It'd be one thing if things were, like, destroyed, but they were literally just thoughtlessly moved. Like, yeah. that was it. Yeah. So, anyway, that is, uh, that is modern that is, life in New York City. That is modern privilege in New York yeah. City. <laughs> yeah. There, meanwhile, there are places on the planet where people have to live in tents. I mean, my friend who lives in Brooklyn, like, has had mice and cockroaches that he, like, can't get his landlord to, like, take care of. Oh, that sucks. Like, you know, 
We're just, we got some fucking benches moved around. Yeah. Relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anywho. So, I don't know, should we dive in a little bit about, like, how we manage, uh, like... How we manage. How we, how do we manage? (laughs) Clearly, I'm barely managing. (laughs) How does one manage? Uh, what, what are you asking? How we manage what? I don't know, the, the weekend away, like, we have, we've, we've, we've both been very busy. Yeah. Separately, we've been busy together. Yeah. Work is hard. Work is about to get hard for you. You're working nights for like a couple weeks here. Yeah, I just had my first very late night shift where I worked from nine to four last night, which was fairly unpleasant, but not terribly unpleasant uh, because I'm paid well and I was fed. So, you know. And I drove there in my car. Uh, but, yeah, it's been kind of a challenging couple weeks. I think we're, like, back on track. But uh, we're going to this preconception appointment tomorrow and talking about having a kid. And, um, oh, we also had, like, a very hardcore training session with our dog on Friday. Yeah. Um, but we we're already seeing the benefits. Thank you very much, uh, Kelly from Hustle Pops NYC. We hope to have her on the podcast soon. Yeah. Um. And you know, just like like serious adult changes of like I'm gonna be responsible for more than myself. And um, you know, we've had like a pretty fun year and a half of just like basically doing whatever the fuck we want and um that's something I'm sort of grappling with is like losing freedom and autonomy um with pregnancy with pregnancy yes with pregnancy (coughs) and life changes and responsibilities and you know those are things that I want and they're choices I'm making for myself but it doesn't mean that I can't be like terrified and wishy-washy about them also (laughs) yeah (laughs) like they're all the feelings yeah there are people when I mentioned that we're we want to start a family they jump to all those questions like but wait like you're gonna have an open marriage and have a kid like you're gonna do this and have a kid and whatever and it's like I don't know we're gonna kind of figure it out like just let me live please Uh, worry about yourself yeah (laughs) <laughs> that is everyone's first question too though when you mention having a kid is like so you're gonna stay open or yeah yeah um and it's like that's also coming from like a very black and white place right like yeah. assuming that we don't have relationships however serious or not serious with like other living human beings that like whose emotions we respect and like it's not just like Oh, I have a kid. I'm not talking to you anymore. We're done now. Right. Shut it down. Like, yeah. you know, it's people and lives and relationships. And so, like, we just kind of have to see how things change and develop for us and for those people. Yeah. Too, you know. And, you know, I had a little bit of a hard, I've had, a, like, a hard transition of the other person that I see now has a primary partner who he spends most of his time with and those 
change. I was starting to feel the effects of that dramatically when you also were super busy with work and we just like weren't seeing each other. And you know, it's just it's just change. Like change is hard. Like no matter what yeah. it is, yeah. You know. Um. So you know, how are you coping? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm coping. We, uh, I feel like we've, you know, like, I, I think I was telling you that it was challenging when you went camping with him. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, I, I still want, like, I want everything to be so equal. Like, I want you to have the same kind of compartmentalization around your, other relationships and like like I I don't really want to go camping with anybody but you and uh, you know and I I think I'm coping by just saying those things to you and then we talk about it and I think you gotta get in the left lane. Um, I'm coping by not paying attention to where I'm driving. <laughs> uh, we're in a left turning lane that's a little complicated, so I'm gonna space out a little bit. But <laughs> you got it. Look. But yeah, like um, I don't know. I I'm kind of like in this place where I'm really into my work, and uh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm feeling the least interested in extracurricular marital activities outside the marriage, I mean, uh, as I've ever been, I think. Um, I New mean, information I, here on the podcast. Well, like, in terms of, like, I'm not, like, firing up the apps to see who's out there. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess, you know, I want to keep seeing other people, but not, I don't really have the time to a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um... It's a work in progress. Yeah. And I think, you know, which this is something that continues to be a positive result of what we're doing, which is like, we get to a place maybe where we don't feel like we've spent enough time together and then we like intentionally make dates together and like put it on the schedule. And that felt really good to do after we hadn't seen each other much at all other than just like a couple hours at night here and there before we like fucking pass out like tongues hanging out of our mouth on the couch or something uh so to like make an intentional date to be like we're gonna go do this and have fun and spend quality time together uh is really a byproduct I think of like knowing we need to do that just like we would with like other people that we're going on dates with yeah yeah we had a fun little date wednesday night and friday night not necessarily what we we planned (coughs) because our our peggy training session really took the evening over on friday but uh peggy 2.0 is like really on her way yeah i was joking with some friends that uh Somebody was saying that thing of like, you know, in, in sobriety, it's like you're out at bars or whatever, and you you just realize like nothing good happens after eleven o'clock. Uh, and I was I was saying like I remember that same phrase, but I remember hearing it 
like as a drinker like mm-hmm. nothing happened good happens after like two in the morning then it's just usually just bad news uh but you and i friday night like training with peggy in a very busy bushwick neighborhood and then finally getting to go get food it's like just crazy over there on a friday it's night so crazy. and kind of having the thought of like nothing good happens after like 7 p.m <laughs> we, we need to go home like we're old people oh, i know uh, really i was like because we were like let's go dancing and it was like nothing was happening after training peggy the way we did i mean we were literally for three hours like talking about peggy and like watching her walk and trying walking her different ways and different leashes like it was fucking exhausting after like a long work day so then we were just like slam pizza in our face (laughs) amongst like 20 somethings trying to like get drunk and fucked yeah fucked and drunk drunk fucked drunk fucked um, like literally everywhere I turned, I was like, I hate these people, <laughs> <laughs> which was just a byproduct of exhaustion and hunger, really. Yeah. Um, but we're good. But yeah, that's the, right, hun? that's the snapshot update. We're uh, good. We're good. Are we good? I think so. Yeah, what do you good. think? I feel good. I, we're going to still go to this. Maybe we go to this orchard and get some of those apple cider donuts. Yeah. And then I take you on a drive. Ooh, sexual. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Should we go on a quick hike? Hun, come well, you on. Don't, you don't have hiking shoes on. I don't have hiking shoes on. I slept for fucking four hours. You love being outside, though. That's yes, you find I do. Peace. I and do. And it's spiritual. But I'm not But I need like... my fucking sleep to be spiritual. No. Mock me with a voice. Hun? Everybody knows you don't sound like that. (sighs) Y'all, let's wrap it up. Alright, bye guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.